Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Welcome to this next Friday Five episode. Could be a nice coffee date because it is early. It is early and I decided to just jump on here and get right into it. Tell you about some of my favorite things this week. Um, and like I said last week, if you listened to the reinvention of the Friday Five, um, it's going to be about you know some of the things I like, but also just kind of like what's happening with our lives, you know, things I'm thinking about, but just kind of having a mix of content because I'm going to use these videos um, on the podcast. So obviously if you are listening back to this, you can't see what I'm doing. Um, so that's why I wanna have a little mix of both because people follow me in different places and I hear this all the time. They're like, oh, sorry, I'm not on Instagram, but I listen to your podcast or, oh, I don't read bllogs anymore, but I love you on Instagram. So just trying to cover my bases <laughs> as far as like reaching you guys and, you know, just connecting with you wherever you may listen. And I I'm the same. I mean, I love listening to the content to consume it. I love Instagram, obviously. I mean, it's just a good place to connect with people. So just doing my best here. Um, and anyway, so let's jump right into it because that's actually a good segue to one of the things on my Friday Five list. And the first item is YouTube, which, yay, if you want to follow me somewhere else, <laughs> come over to YouTube. Um, but however many months ago, it's probably been a good six months now, I did, I hired a branding team to really help me transition carrots and cake from you know, blogger, influencer, you know, whatever the heck I had been doing for the last decade, 12 years of my life, um, to, you know, more of a business. So they really helped me as far as literally rebranding the logo, um, the colors and whatnot. And one of the recommendations was to move over to YouTube um, because, you know, they saw some of my videos here on Instagram and they're like, you know, you're pretty good on video, you know, maybe you should make videos. And that actually, I was a little hesitant about going over to YouTube just because YouTube is a huge space, you know what I mean? And I am coming to the game very, very late as far as people making videos, doing well, having subscribers, you know, all the things. Um, although I've been on YouTube since 2009 or something when I just started uploading videos of Murphy. <laughs> videos of Murphy that have had thousands, tens of thousands of views, which is hilarious because they're these like dark, weird videos of Murphy as a puppy. If you want to see Murphy videos, head over to YouTube. But anyways, my whole point was I was really hesitant about going over to YouTube just because, like I said, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's a different world over there. And I wasn't sure if it would be a good fit for me. But now that I've been doing it, so I pretty much started making videos in August. And, you know, they're a little, you know, we're a few weeks behind as far as like publishing them um, because I have a whole team helping me with this. So they are editing the videos. They are adding, you know, captions and SEO and titles and thumbnails and there's so much that goes into it, but um, I've really started to enjoy it. Like actually making the videos, which at first was a little tricky because of like the tech and everything. And I think that's a lot of the reason why I didn't move over to YouTube before because yeah, figuring out like the video, the recording, how you get the recording to an editor. Like I knew I didn't want to edit videos. That was something that I was like, nope. That's not something I want to learn how to do. I'll find somebody to do it. 
editing videos. And then of course, like if you want people to actually see your videos, there's certain things that you have to do on the SEO side of things, how you write the copy, the thumbnails, the thumbnails are like a whole thing themselves. Um, so I'm so happy that I have these people that are really smart and they know how to do this, helping me out. Um, but actually making the videos has been fun. And I just think it's a good way to share information with people. Um, because I don't want to blog anymore. <laughs> I did the blogging thing. I don't want to sit behind a computer anymore and write. I just, I'd rather do this. I just feel a lot more comfortable talking to people, you know, sharing what I know, connecting. I just, I don't want to do it from behind a computer anymore. And so if you love the blog, um, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do the day in the life content anymore. Although you will see some posts going up um, with some content, but a lot of it is directing you to a YouTube video or to a podcast where there's a few more details. Um, but I do like being able to share kind of like long form content this way. Um, and you know, the videos I'm creating on YouTube, they're not super duper long, but they're longer than like an Instagram story where I can't get all the details in, but with like a video, you could go and watch it, um, and get all the details get some tips and advice. And so for example, this week was all about how your hormones can wreck your sleep. And sure, I could talk about that in Instagram stories, but it would probably be like 20 stories to give you all the details. So with YouTube, you can go and watch the video. And I think the video is like 12 minutes or something like that. So you can learn why your hormones are wrecking your sleep and some things that you can do about it. So, um, lots of videos coming your way. I talk about overtraining. I talk about intermittent fasting, very hot topic, um, diet rules, um, diet culture and all the BS that I see in diet culture from being in this industry for so long. Um, trying to think what else I've talked about a lot of like hormone body composition stuff, like the usual stuff you guys hear me talk about. And of course, if you have requests, send them my way. We're really trying to figure out what my niche is going to be as far as topics. So we've been trying out just a few different things and see what resonates with people. So it's been, it's been fun. So all this to say, if you haven't subscribed, head over to YouTube, subscribe so you can get notifications about my new video. And if you're not on my email list, get on my email list. Cause that's another way that you can um, hear about the videos and one video a week is coming out on Wednesdays. Um, and yeah, I will be doing YouTube kind of forever, I guess. Um, until I decide I don't want to do it anymore. I don't know, but I've been it for the long game. And that's what I've heard about YouTube is that, if you want to do well, you want to, you know, have people follow you and everything, you have to be consistent. So I'm really trying to put out a video every single week. Okay. So that's number one, YouTube, come over to YouTube. I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Um, number two. Oh, so let's talk about this fuzzy fleece. You may have seen it on Instagram. Um, I'm going to wear this to the gym today, actually. Um, but this fuzzy fleece, saw it popped up in my, I think, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram ads. It's from Amazon. Uh, and it's just so soft. It's like one of the softest things I own. Um, and it was super affordable. I want to say it was like 35 bucks maybe. So not super expensive. Um, comes in a million colors, you know, green and blue and navy and black and all that. I tend to go towards things that are pug colored because Murphy loves to spread his glitter everywhere. So I tend to have things that are kind of the same color as him as he's walking around. I apologize to anybody that's listening to this and just hears 
hear his nails clicking on the floor. But anyways, this is super soft. It's got the hood. It's thinner than I thought it would be. Like in the photo online, it looked really like thick and puffy, but I kind of like that it's a little bit thinner because then you can layer it and you're not like a thousand degrees when you're inside. Um, but this is 100% something that I will wear all winter long, you know, throw over like a long sleeve shirt or a t-shirt or something like that. Um, but yeah, big fan. It's just super soft and comfy. And I'm actually debating getting another one because they had one that was in like a forest green that I thought would be kind of nice. So big fan, grab this. I'll include the link for you guys. So that's number two. Um, number three, um, which I did not prepare for, but I can easily grab for you, um, is the Lily Q's barbecue sauce, which I know you guys hear about all the time. It's on my stories nonstop, but really I almost feel like it completes a meal, <laughs> which sounds like so dumb. But sometimes like I just, you know, I get some protein, some veggies, some fiber, and then I'm like, throw some barbecue sauce on it and it's delicious. So this is the ENC barbecue East North Carolina. I think that's what it stands for. It's more, yep, Eastern North Carolina vinegar. It's more of like a vinegary barbecue, but this is delicious. And then I do have backup and other ones. This is actually my favorite, the Carolina barbecue sauce. This is like straight up barbecue. And I think I have one more in here. Yep, two more. And the gold barbecue sauce. Sorry, I was not prepared for this, you guys. But I am obsessed with their barbecue sauce. I like them because the ingredients are clean. There's no crazy stuff in them. And they are gluten-free. Because there are some barbecue sauces from like Trader Joe's and stuff that actually aren't gluten-free. Like you think barbecue sauce is going to be gluten-free and it's not. So definitely need to read the ingredients. But theirs are and they're delicious and I love them and I can't say enough good things about them. And I tagged them enough in my post. Again, like I wasn't associated with them in any way. I just found this barbecue sauce at a place near us, um, this little, it's called Provetti's, but found it there, um, tried it out just as a good clean barbecue sauce and then just started tagging the brand. <laughs> like really I was not working with them or connected with them, but apparently I tagged them enough that now they um, want to work with me and hooked me up with a discount code for you guys. So if you do want to try this out, which I highly recommend, um, I will, I'll include the discount code for you guys to try them out. But um, I think they sell them at Whole Foods. I want to say they're at Whole Foods. Um, it's a little, I don't want to say it's hard to find, but it's, they're definitely not sold everywhere. So it could be a good option just to order them right to your house. That's what I did last time. So now I have like a stock of them. Um, and I put it on everything. I do the ground beef and beans with barbecue sauce all the time. Um, trying to think what else. I don't know. I, I put it on everything. Like literally I just make a meal and I'm like, let's add some barbecue sauce. And like the meal is complete. So big fan of their stuff. And like I said, just good ingredients, tastes really good. No high fructose corn syrup, no artificial flavors, colors. Like if you look at some barbecue sauces that are out there, it's like all sugar, it's high fructose corn syrup. It's like colors and caramels and fake sugars. And I don't even know. It's just, they're not good ingredients. So that's why I like these so much. And they're just so flavorful. I just love them. Okay. That is number three. Number four is a shout out. If you were watching stories yesterday, I was talking about butcher box. We are obsessed with ButcherBox. We have used them for a million years. Um, Quality-wise, price-wise, I really don't think they can be beat. And right now they're having a deal where you can get a free turkey in your first box. So if you're somebody that's been kind of sitting on this thing, you're like, yeah, I should probably try ButcherBox. It could be awesome. This could be a really good time to sign up because they are offering that free turkey. Thanksgiving's coming up. A whole turkey, very, very good deal. Um, so if you're somebody that's been thinking about it forever, 
this is a really good time to sign up. So again, I'll include that link if you want to grab that deal, but can't say enough good things about them. And I feel like at this point, maybe it's just the grocery stores around me, but I don't like any of the meat. Like, I just don't think it's good quality in comparison to what we get from ButcherBox. I mean, Whole Foods, yes, I think they have some good quality meat, but it's so freaking expensive. But like Trader Joe's, Stop and Shop, Big Y, all the places around us, they just, the meat is not good. It's not good. It's not good quality. Even the organic stuff is like, but I just think ButcherBox is so much better and you can get fish, you can get bacon, you can get chicken sausage, you can get everything. Like they have, they have all sorts of stuff and it changes all the time and there's deals all the time. Like I got dollar bacon this month. So big fan. I just can't say enough good things about them. And number five, the final one. Oh, I'm going to talk about tracking macros. So I've been kind of hinting towards this on Instagram stories here and there. And in the carrots and cake lifestyle group, I've definitely been talking about it and sharing it. But as you know, the last year or more, I have been really struggling with my health. Actually, it's probably been more like two years or three years at this point, trying to just get into remission. Uh, it's been fun, but just dealing with all my GI stuff and just trying to have my body heal. I really put my body composition goals, like that type of stuff on the back burner. It just was not on my radar. And I even got to a point where I was like, I do not care. I do not care what my body looks like, how much weight I gain. I just want my colon to heal and I don't care what happens. You know what I mean? I was like, if I gain a ton of weight or lose a ton of weight, don't care. I just want my colon to, to heal. And that's pretty much what I focused on for the last year plus of my life. Um, so now that I'm back on the Stellara, things are mostly healing. It's slow. It's a slow process. I'm still on this, the steroids, um, but I'm almost off. I'm down to five milligrams. So slowly but surely getting better. Um, I decided that I did want to focus on body composition and I do, you know, I like to have goals and I like to have projects. And I think this is kind of like my next goal project to work on. Um, so yeah, I've been back at tracking macros. Um, my approach is very loose as far as macros go. I'm definitely not a hit your macros person. It's just not my style. I think that type of mentality can be really stressful. It adds another thing to your plate. If you already have a lot on your plate, why add something like tracking macros perfectly and make yourself crazy to it? Like, I think you can track macros in a way that can be really flexible um, because really macros are a tool. They make you more aware of what you are eating. You know, they are not, they shouldn't tell you exactly what to eat. They should be those bumpers and bumper bowling to help guide your choices. I don't think they should dictate what you are eating. Like I always joke about the bowl of egg whites. Like I just like eating a bowl of egg whites gross. But I mean, if you're trying to hit your protein goal, that might be something that you do. And I just don't think it makes sense or sounds appetizing. And it's just kind of weird, but I do think they can be really helpful to have you slow down, pay attention to what you're eating and help you make sure that you are getting enough protein. You're getting enough fiber. You're getting enough carbohydrates. You're getting enough fat, whatever it is. So that's why I liken them. And that's how I've been using them. So I don't track every single day. I track I don't know, maybe like three days a week, four days a week. And I track most of what I eat. I don't track every single thing, but again, it's giving me data. It's giving me information. And if you do have a body composition goal in mind, it's important to have that data and know what you are consuming. So for me, I decided that I wanted to be in maintenance. I don't want to do a cut until it's closer to the summer and I want to get lean. And this is something that I think a lot of women don't realize that you shouldn't be on a forever diet. Like you really should be eating enough 
enough and being in maintenance for most of your life. I would say like 90% of the year you're going to be in maintenance. So right now I'm in, in maintenance. I'm eating, I don't know, 2000 to 2500 calories somewhere in there. Um, and tracking just to like make sure I'm getting enough protein. Um, protein's like the hardest for me. I just, it's hard. I don't, I don't crave it. Sometimes I crave it more now that I've been eating it more consistently, but it's not something that I like love to eat. You know, carbs and fat are way more fun to eat and it's easier to find them more convenient. So protein, you do have to take a little more time to plan it, to cook it. Um, and with the macros, it makes me just pay attention. So I am getting, you know, 30 grams at breakfast, 30 grams at lunch, 30 grams at dinner, um, but getting enough throughout the day and, you know, a little bit with my snacks. So, um, that's kind of where I am. Like my goal is pretty flexible as far as like hitting those macros and what we do with a lot of our clients is that we give them a range as far as their calories, as far as their macros, um, because we're not robots. We don't eat the exact same way every single day. Um, so I think that can be really helpful. And for me, I'm aiming for hundred to 125 grams of protein. And if I hit hundred grams of protein, I'm like, yes, that was, that was a good day. You, you did it. <laughs> and there's very few days that I'm hitting 125. It definitely happens, but not in the regular. I really have to plan it if I'm hitting 125. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I am with the macro stuff. And I just, my goal really is to just stay in maintenance, um, get stronger, maybe build some muscle. I do think ma maintenance is like a magical place to be because you can gain muscle, you can lose fat, you can take care of your health, you can get your hormones in balance. Um, it's a good place to be. And I think a lot of women are always rushing to that cut or that diet. Um, and really, I think if you took more time in maintenance and really like nourished your body, you're just going to get such better results when you get to that cut. Um, and my cut's not going to be till April. So I want to do it right before the summer. Um, cause obviously going to be in a bathing suit vacations, like all that stuff. And like, there's no point of doing it now. Like I'm not going to be in a bathing suit anytime soon. So, um, just going to truck along in maintenance and yeah, just live my life. So I think tracking kind of loosely in maintenance can be really helpful. Like I said, just to make sure you're covering your bases nutritionally. Um, and yeah, if I decide to do a cut, I will, I will get there. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to share kind of my approach. Um, if you're somebody where this resonates with you, definitely reach out. You know, we do one-on-one -on -one coaching as far as nutrition goes, macros. We use macros, but we are not hardcore macros. Like I said, we are pretty loose with it as far as like the carrots and cake world goes. Of course, if you're in a cut, we're going to have you be a little bit more on top of the macros and really be, um, really be strict, I guess, strict. I don't know. I sometimes I don't like using that word when it comes to macros, but a little, little more on top of your macros if you're in a cut, because obviously you have a specific goal in mind. Um, but if you're somebody that's just like, yeah, I just need to get it together with my nutrition. Like you can totally be in maintenance and see a lot of amazing changes as far as body composition goes. Like the other day I was this is only from eating more protein since the summer, but like I have like tricep muscles now. <laughs> I was like, all right. So, and I mean, that's, I have not been eating less. I can tell you that I've probably been probably eating a little bit more. One of the coaches on my team, um, Emma sent me a podcast and it was saying how people in general underestimate how much they eat by up to 50%. And that is a huge amount of calories. So that really inspired me to start tracking and whatnot. And I did track my food and I kind of thought I was maybe under eating just because I was so busy. Um, GI stuff. I just didn't have the same appetite, but I tracked like a few days and 
I'm totally not under eating. I'm eating enough. I was over 2000 calories every single day. So it just goes to show you that I think a lot of us are kind of like winging it with our nutrition or we think we know how much we're eating or we're not weighing and measuring or tracking our food properly. Um, and that, yeah, maybe we are, you know, overestimating a little bit and maybe that's why we're not getting the results that we want. But it's just more important to know that like you like knowing how much you are consuming and from there you can make changes. So if you add calories, take away calories, you know, change things, you can see how your body is going to respond. So I think it can be really helpful. All right, done, done rambling about the macros. If you want to work with us, come over. We love macros. They are awesome. Um, and then on the other side of things, you know, there is a definitely a hormonal blood sugar, insulin, leptin, there's other things that go into fat loss. So if you're somebody who is really struggling, um, you feel like you're eating well, you're doing the things, you're still not losing weight, could be hormonally based um, or something going on with your blood sugar, thyroid, something like that. And that's where we can help as far as exploring those things. You know, we run the Dutch test, we run blood work all the time as far as a full thyroid panel. I love the minerals. I think the minerals can very much go hand in hand with fat loss. Um, resistance or fat gain. Um, yeah, the, I love minerals because really the minerals run the enzymes that run the hormones. So if your hormones are out of whack, we can backtrack it to the minerals. So there's a lot of stuff we can do as far as just gathering that data and helping you with more of a targeted approach um, because there are 8 million things you can do to be healthy. Um, and really with like a data from a functional test, we can pinpoint the things that are going to be most important and really help you prioritize them. So you're not spinning your wheels, doing 8 million things, making yourself crazy. You can focus on two things or three things that are really going to move the dial. Um, and I see it all the time running these Dutch tests, running these HTMA tests. Um, they just give us so much good information as far as helping women with these fat loss, body composition goals, and really helping them move forward and helping them, you know, get what they want as far as fat loss goes. All right, I'm really rambling here. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Friday Five. I think this is what they're gonna be moving forward, like a little bit of favorite products, a little bit of like lifestyle and what's happening in like the carrots and cake world business-wise and personally and all that. But. Thanks for tuning in and see you soon.